Greetings, SE land. This is Twig, Anthony Twig Wheeler, here with another episode of Twig's SE Reflections podcast. This is episode 89, fresh and off the cuff, just like some of you like it, here in mid-May as I return home to my studio after a fantastic and very productive trip to Bolivia and then out in the woods with my people. Let's talk about something totally off the cuff. The difference between a technique and a feeling. As a practitioner, there will be choice points Throughout so many of our sessions, there'll be so many different choice points. You can go into freeze, not go into freeze. You can ask more about that. You can ask less about that thing. You can tilt the attention in this direction or that direction. You can ask a question or make a comment. You can make a comment or not say anything. You can look at your client. You can look away. There are thousands of little choice points that we'll be making. And depending on your proclivity, your desire, your thoughtfulness on these things, these choices can trend a session toward more spontaneity, more ease, more interaction, more engagement, more participation, or less, less of all those things. Our choices matter, and getting getting the maps, you know, sometimes I, I think of this as the clinically relevant maps, you know, all the different overcoupling, undercoupling, which autonomic nervous system phase or element do you see expressing itself more dominantly? What kind of behavior do you see? What does that say about what the autonomic nervous system is doing? What's the symptom complaint? What's that say about what the normalcy of this body is? Is it oscillating between sympathetic and parasympathetic branches of the autonomic nervous system or do you see kind of chaotic fluctuation between those or a dominance of say freeze numb type behavior etc etc there's so many clinically relevant maps great that all helps us develop a whole bunch of technique great we're going to need it we have all these choice points some of them need to be informed why we're doing such a thing What's the value of this? Knowing, okay, you ask for something from a client. They give you something back. They actually answer your question. That means something. They don't say, what kind of stupid question is that? They give you something. I feel this palpation in my chest. And you have to, you have to work out choice points there. Do I ask another question? Do I ask them to feel that? Do I ask them to feel that less? Do I ask them to feel something else in relationship to that? Do I ask them to feel what's the opposite of that? How far do I have to go away from that in order to get things pendulating, relating to one another so that that palpation, is that palpation on the chest? Is that, can I ask? You notice that palpation, hmm, is that pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral? You might have to find out its valence. You got all these choice points, questions to figure out. Technique helps you to choose. You know, you ask for one thing, they give you one thing. You think to yourself, oh, I need something else so we'll have some pendulation, not just the one thing. Their answer didn't have a lot of differentiation in it. Only said, oh, I feel my chest. Okay, well, you feel your chest, and can I ask, what else do you notice? 
And they say, you know, well, I feel my chest and I, I feel this buzzing in the back of my neck. Well, then you're sitting there at this choice point. Which one do you want them to pay attention to more? And technique matters there. It helps. It helps you to run through which one of those describes more movement? Which one of those is less core? Which one of those describes the potential for change? Buzzing in the back of the neck or tightness or something in the chest, an undifferentiated something in the chest? Or do I want to ask for something else? You have all of these options. And technique be very helpful. Being able to explain to your clients why you're doing something. I'm asking us to do this because. Oh, it seems to me that this might be something that we should look at because. To be able to explain what you're doing, why you're doing it, it's part of the technique and it matters. It's helpful. The more library of experience we have, the more techniques we've been exposed to, the more we've felt the interaction of different requests and techniques on our attention. Think of a time in the last 24 hours that you felt more like yourself, more like you want to feel, more in the direction you want to be going, more like you hope that things might trend to over time. Not that it was good or was the best or the best thing you've ever felt, just more that it's it's less of what's been bothering you. It's less of the difficult thing. It's less of the what, that which you don't want to stay the same and it's somehow more in the direction you want it to be going. You might have all kinds of different techniques and you want to be able to feel those on your own body and see them in lots of different clients and you get this big library of experience together and pow, you'll have a whole lot of technique. Super helpful. There's a million little choice points. The more you can reference, if I am going to ask somebody to pay attention to something, which of these would I rather have them pay attention to? And to reference a whole bunch of maps, clinically relevant information that would tell you how to return your next comment so that you could write. So you notice the, the feeling in your chest, and then you notice this buzzing in the back of your neck. Well, that's kind of curious, that buzzing in the back of the neck. Like, what do you mean by that? Can you tell me? Like, where do you feel that? How do you feel that? Does it stay the same? Does it change in some way as you give your attention to it? You might choose where you put a person's attention based on the next question that you ask. Technique, helpful. Informed by experience, helpful. Necessary for guiding things through tricky and stereotypical parts of sessions. People, people are mammals. People, your clients are mammals. They have a body and a nervous system, a psyche that is some way fundamentally help its patterns are established by evolution. We recognize that following a psychobiological approach to these things. And when, when we recognize the stereotypical patterns as, say, laid out in the stress response where the body engages social engagement processes or the engagement system, head-neck orientation, startle response, elevated because of a stronger neuroception of danger, some sense that danger is happening, and pow, you get sympathetic fight-flight kinds of behavior, approaches toward a threat or away from a threat, trying to subdue a threat or to get away from a threat. You have a stereotypical kind of bifurcation, is this fight-or-flight behavior inside of the sympathetic zone. But if the neuroception gets to where I'm in a life-threatening situation, my actions, my positive forces, my 
movement toward this threat or attempting to get away from it isn't being successful, or the neuroception, the signal of danger is so big and acute right off the start, or yeah, sure, in parentheses, past accumulated stress that makes us more susceptible to stressors so that it's easier for us to go into what? A third biological response, freeze, immobility, mediated by the dorsal vagal complex. Sure enough, it's waiting there. It happens. You get in enough danger and you just kind of shut down and get weak and nauseous or numb. All of these physiological mind kind of altered states come through. And what do you know? These are all stereotypical responses that have various different edges, various different signals that they're going to change. The more as practitioners we get to know these ranges, these differences, the more stereotypical we're going to see that people as unique and beautiful and lovely as we all are and all of our clients are, it still is kind of following a pattern. If you know those patterns, technique. Technique, you can pull out your questions. Oh, so you notice that and you notice that. Well, this one's more interesting. This one's going to lead toward coming out of that freeze and executing that flight response or eliciting that anger before we go into the freeze response, whatever it might be, all these different choice points. Technique, wonderful. And then there's feelings. There are these times. I don't know, don't you get them? Do you get them? Have you had them yet? Have you, have you had these times in your sessions? And the thing that happens, the more spontaneous thing, the, the reason it gets good, the reason that your, your hair kind of sticks up erection, you get a little feeling of aliveness on your skin, some sense that this is the right thing, this is the big thing, this is the spontaneous change in the right direction. It doesn't happen because of technique. It happens because you have a feeling. Have you noticed that? You get this feeling. I don't know when it happens to you. It's like you'll be in some session. You'll be like talking with somebody and they'll say something. Maybe it's a hard thing. Maybe it's a positive thing. Maybe it's a distant thing. Maybe it's something that other people negate or something that your client doesn't feel like they'll, they'll be heard from. Or maybe it's, it's something that you've, you've just got a deep resonance to yourself. You've, you've seen or felt or know something inside yourself like that. And they mention it, and you just get this feeling. And you don't, you don't whip out technique at that moment, just the right line and just the right pacing. Although maybe, in fact, after you've done this enough times, it could actually feel a little practiced. But the authenticity of it, because you have a feeling, and you, you turn that into your action with your client, and whoa, who needs technique in this moment? When you have this feeling and you say something like, right, I mean, that must have felt or, oh, I can just see how that would be exhausting. Or you have this, this notion to turn and follow the spark of interest or emotion or attraction that they just, they just leaned into and you say, oh, really, can you, can you tell me more? And you hit it just at the moment when wow, suddenly they're telling you everything that they weren't going to tell you if you were using a technique. Now, I know that there are lots of people who are really good at naming out 
the resonance factors and the social signaling factors, the facial expressions and the timing issues, the attunement, the felt sense recognition of these feelings. In the same way that some of us, like myself even, are interested in mapping out the techniques so that we can all develop the technique and have all of our technique ready for us to use as we come across all these choice points and we know to turn left, turn right, or get out of the body, go back in the body, linger out here a little bit longer, the chattering, the jaw is going to pass through if we just allow this to happen a little bit more and we maybe even know to put a little bit more tone in our voice, a little bit more solidity. And, you know, I, I know it's a little strange, but the chattering in your jaw, if it's possible, I mean, just to see if you can even just let it just be itself the tiniest little bit more to where we don't have to necessarily hold that back, but we could just, you could just see if you could let that happen. And we'll just give that a, a moment, not very long, but we'll just give it a little moment here to give it all the time that it needs. And even if you, you have some technique and, and even tone in your voice and you're putting feeling into your technique, all of that, yay, mapped out, great, good to use. We could probably, it's true, map out all of the things that go along with having that feeling. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that. That's, that's just not me. I'm so much more into the fact that it happens. You're in a session you're chatting, you hear something, you feel something, you recognize something, you just become interested in something, you let yourself turn based on a feeling. And yeah, it's an experience thing because sometimes you have a feeling and it's just like way off, it just totally blew it, or you didn't have enough technique that when you turned into that feeling, you were able to guide things toward a more successful end because a whole lot of feelings will be the yucky feeling of you having a reaction to some important but yet triggering thing that your client said. And that, that can drive things in a way that you need to have enough technique to make sure that you're able to guide things to a productive end. There are times that a, a feeling leads hmm, not where you hope it would go. But, oh, just we just put those aside because the coolest time, the cool time that we want to like be thinking about and dreaming about and remembering and noticing when it happens, those are the times when a client says something real. And rather than using a technique to comment on the something real, oh, I hear you. Oh, when I hear you say that, this is what it makes me feel. Oh, when I hear you, this is what it makes me think. Instead, the feeling moves us and without really even knowing what we're doing, we're instead feeling what we're doing. Ah, he said it like that? I mean, that is, that is brutal. And you just have this feeling that says how brutal it really is for your client. And that allows you to find the right word where now you're talking at the level at which your client is feeling. And it's not technique inside of there. It's something else. I'm sure we could map it. I happen to know that I've mapped it. I'm not going to map it here. Let's not map it here, Twig. This is Twig's SE Reflection 
89. And I've got to make another call. So I'm going to close this conversation with you all out there. There's another piece to this. The other piece is you got to get your stuff out of the way, or at least enough, so that you can ride through your own discomforts, so that when you're inside of, quote, your feeling, having a feeling, it's as related to the client as possible and not a relationship to your own triggers. So you got you to gotta do your work and you got to get more and more flexible and more and more resilient and more and more differentiated so it's possible to not get caught by every little thing that comes through or even the bigger things that come through your sessions. And if it does, to have enough space that you're not having to react to your reaction while you're trying to be open to that feeling. And it sure is nice to have both and technique and a feeling. And with that, my friends, I will wish you adieu. Okay, bye-bye now. And here's a tracking twig moment for episode 89. Are you feeling it? The number 89? Some of you know, because some of you have been tracking for well over a year, that this podcast project, Twigs SE Reflections, has a plan to go to 100 episodes. Being at episode 89 today makes it so we're getting close. Getting close. This is what they call the home stretch. The last 10 episodes coming right up should happen on Saturday releases. That's the plan. Okay, thanks for listening. You can find out all the relevant information at liberationispossible.org backslash reflections. Please pass it around and I'll say thank you. That's that.